You're listening to Morning Short, the podcast that brings you one great short story every morning. Available on listen.morningshort.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and any podcast app you like. Today's story is Who Was to Blame? by Anton Chekhov. Before we start, I have a question for you. Have you tweeted your personal invite link to Morning Short yet? Share great stories and earn Morning Short prizes. Get your link at share.morningshort.com. And now to the story. As my uncle Pyotr Demyanich, a lean, bilious, collegiate counselor, exceedingly like a stale smoked fish with a stick through it, was getting ready to go to the high school, where he taught Latin, he noticed that the corner of his grammar was nibbled by mice. I say, Proskovia, he said, going into the kitchen and addressing the cook, how is it we have got mice here? Upon my word, yesterday my top hat was nibbled, today they have disfigured my Latin grammar. At this rate they will soon be eating my clothes. What can I do? I did not bring them in, answered Proskovia. We must do something. You had better get a cat, hadn't you? I've got a cat, but what good is it? And Proskovia pointed to the corner where a white kitten, thin as a match, lay curled up asleep beside a broom. Why is it no good? asked Pyotr Demyanich. It's young yet and foolish. It's not two months old yet. Hmm, then it must be trained. It had much better be learning instead of lying there. Saying this, Pyotr Demyanich sighed with a careworn air and went out of the kitchen. The kitten raised his head, looked lazily after him, and shut his eyes again. The kitten lay awake thinking. Of what? Unacquainted with real life, having no store of accumulated impressions, his mental processes could only be instinctive, and he could but picture life in accordance with the conceptions that he had inherited, together with his flesh and blood, from his ancestors, the tigers, vide Darwin. His thoughts were of the nature of daydreams. His feline imagination pictured something like the Arabian desert, over which flitted shadows closely resembling Proskovia, the stove, the broom. In the midst of the shadows, there suddenly appeared a saucer of milk. The saucer began to grow paws. It began moving and displayed a tendency to run. The kitten made a bound and with a thrill of bloodthirsty sensuality thrust his claws into it. When the saucer had vanished into obscurity, a piece of meat appeared, dropped by Praskovia. The meat ran away with a cowardly squeak, but the kitten made a bound and got his claws into it. Everything that rose before the imagination of the young dreamer had, for its starting point, leaps, claws, and teeth. The soul of another is darkness, and a cat's soul more than most. But how near the visions just described are to the truth may be seen from the following fact. Under the influence of his daydreams, the kitten suddenly leaped, looked with flashing eyes at Proskovia, ruffled up his coat, and making one bound, thrust his claws into the cook's skirt. Obviously, he was born a mouse catcher, a worthy son of his bloodthirsty ancestors. Fate had destined him to be the terror of cellars, storerooms, and corn bins, and 
had it not been for education. We will not anticipate, however. On his way home from the high school, Pyotr Demyanich went into a general shop and bought a mouse trap for fifteen kopecks. At dinner, he fixed a little bit of his rissole on the hook and set the trap under the sofa, where there were heaps of the pupils' old exercise books, which Praskovia used for various domestic purposes. At six o'clock in the evening, when the worthy Latin master was sitting at the table correcting his pupils' exercises, there was a sudden clop, so loud that my uncle started and dropped his pen. He went at once to the sofa and took out the trap. A neat little mouse, the size of a thimble, was sniffing the wires and trembling with fear. Aha! muttered Pyotr Demyanich, and he looked at the mouse malignantly, as though he were about to give him a bad mark. You are caught, wretch! Wait a bit, I'll teach you to eat my grammar. Having gloated over his victim, Pyotr Demyanich put the mouse trap on the floor and called, Praskovia! There's a mouse caught. Bring the kitten here. I'm coming, responded Praskovia, and a minute later she came in with the descendant of tigers in her arms. Capital, said Pyotr Demyanich, rubbing his hands. We'll give him a lesson. Put him down opposite the mousetrap. That's it. Let him sniff it and look at it. That's it. The kitten looked wonderingly at my uncle, at his armchair, sniffed the mousetrap in bewilderment, then, frightened, probably by the glaring lamplight and the attention directed to him, made a dash and ran in terror to the door. Stop! shouted my uncle, seizing him by the tail. Stop, you rascal! He's afraid of a mouse, the idiot! Look! Look! It's a mouse! Look! Well, look, I tell you! Pyotr Demyanich took the kitten by the scruff of the neck and pushed him with his nose against the mousetrap. Look, you carrion! Take him and hold him, Praskovia. Hold him opposite the door of the trap. When I let the mouse out, you let him go instantly. Do you hear? Instantly let go. Now! My uncle assumed a mysterious expression and lifted the door of the trap. The mouse came out irresolutely, sniffed the air, and flew like an arrow under the sofa. The kitten, on being released, darted under the table with his tail in the air. It has got away! Got away! cried Pyotr Demyanich, looking ferocious. Where is he, the scoundrel? Under the table? You wait! My uncle dragged the kitten from under the table and shook him in the air. Wretched little beast! he muttered, smacking him on the ear. Take that! Take that! Will you shirk it next time? Wretch! Next day, Praskovia heard again the summons. Praskovia, there is a mouse caught. Bring the kitten here. After the outrage of the previous day, the kitten had taken refuge under the stove and had not come out all night. When Praskovia pulled him out and, carrying him by the scruff of the neck into the study, set him down before the mousetrap, he trembled all over and mewed piteously. Come, let him feel at home first, Pyotr Demyanich commanded. Let him look and sniff. Look and learn. Stop, plague take you, he shouted, noticing that the kitten was backing away from the mousetrap. I'll thrash you. Hold him by the ear, that's it. 
Well now, set him down before the trap. My uncle slowly lifted the door of the trap. The mouse whisked under the very nose of the kitten, flung itself against Praskovia's hand, and fled under the cupboard. The kitten, feeling himself free, took a desperate bound and retreated under the sofa. He's let another mouse go, bawled Pyotr Demyanich. Do you call that a cat? Nasty little beast. Thrash him. Thrash him by the mouse trap. When the third mouse had been caught, the kitten shivered all over at the sight of the mouse trap and its inmate and scratched Praskovia's hand. After the fourth mouse, my uncle flew into a rage, kicked the kitten, and said, Take that nasty thing away. Get rid of it. Chuck it away. It's no earthly use. A year passed. The thin, frail kitten had turned into a solid and sagacious tomcat. One day, he was on his way by the backyards to an amatory interview. He had just reached his destination when he suddenly heard a rustle, and thereupon caught sight of a mouse which ran from a water trough towards a stable. My hero's hair stood on end. He arched his back, hissed, and, trembling all over, took to ignominious flight. Alas, sometimes I feel myself in the ludicrous position of the flying cat. Like the kitten, I had in my day the honor of being taught Latin by my uncle. Now, whenever I chance to see some work of classical antiquity, instead of being moved to eager enthusiasm, I begin recalling, ut consecutivum, the irregular verbs, the sallow gray face of my uncle, the ablative absolute. I turn pale, my hair stands up on my head, and, like the cat, I take to ignominious flight. Before your next story, rate us five stars on iTunes. We count on your tweets and reviews to help us bring our stories to the largest number of readers possible. Visit share.morningshort.com to invite your families and friends to listen to stories from Morning Short. Learn more about the Morning Short Project and sign up for our daily emails at morningshort.com. <laughs>